You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hi guys, you're very welcome along to the second Overtime Ireland episode of the week. Dun 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 ba dum. Back to two episodes during the regular season column and this is our week four preview. Hopefully you enjoyed our week three review. <laughs> Reviews and previews all going on now DJ, obviously. We had been hoping to get to two shows a week for the last few weeks, but with the schedule, me being on holidays and so on, just wasn't you know viable at the time. But now we're here for two shows a week, so hopefully this is it all the way up to the playoffs. Maybe continue it in the playoffs. We'll see as we move forward. Lots of shows DJ to fit into our schedule between now and then. As always, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for spreading the word if you have been doing. We've been having a great time on social media the last few weeks, interacting with each and every one of you that has got in touch. This week is obviously the International Series going on in London, England and a lot of the listeners and followers going down to Wembley. So when you use heading down there, hopefully you're listening to this on your journey on the way down. Hopefully you've downloaded and taken it with you and hopefully you will enjoy the games, which we'll obviously be previewing in a little bit later on the show. Joining us on the show today is going to be Erin Coscalleri of NFL AM. She is one of the co-hosts there. We had on Rhett Lewis a while back to talk a little bit about NFL AM and other things around the NFL, but she's going to come on and preview some of the games with us in just a moment or so. This is the first week with bye weeks, obviously, in the NFL, so a lot of people having fantasy headaches this week trying to fit their teams in and move players around because of those bye weeks. We'll also have a competition coming up this week. We have a competition each and every week for the last number of weeks, DJ. And this week is no other than Nuola Jerseys. We've had them on previously with competitions, and they're giving away a one-of-a-kind Overtime Ireland jersey, which will be given away at the end of the show. You'll be getting more details about that, and it'll be being given away this weekend. So stay tuned, of course, DJ, to that Twitter feed, and it is... Overtime Ireland. We always like to give a shout-out, DJ, at the start of each and every show to Last Word on Sport. They always help spread the word here of Overtime Ireland. They're doing a fantastic job doing so. Please do check out their website, lastwordonsports.com, where they have you covered for all sports. And obviously, check out their Twitter handle, at lastwordonsport. And we're up on their radio network. I've mentioned the last few weeks now, DJ. Do check that out. Some other great shows on there, like Thursday Night Tailgate, which is a fantastic show. I really enjoy listening to that myself. You get a lot of ex-NFL players on there like some of the guys that we've had on here previously so hopefully we'll go and check them out as well so DJ well let's get into the start of our game previews and I'm going to be joined now on the show by Aaron Coscaleri want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend it's time for the OTI weekend preview we had our co-host Rhett Lewis on a while back and we're delighted to join her onto the show now, joined by Aaron Coscaleri. You can catch Aaron hosting NFL Network's NFL AM, which airs each and every Monday through Friday for four hours, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern time, which for all of us here in Ireland and the UK is 11 a.m. our time. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for coming on to talk to us, Aaron. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm sure uh, a lot of the, the fans over here off the NFL, uh, the game's growing. Of course, we have the International Series going on at Wembley this weekend. A lot of people here are starting to pick up on Game Pass and so on and so forth. And obviously, you can get the NFL Network through that system as well. And a lot of us here are big fans off the show. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we're we really excited for that game. Um, 
like you said, the Jaguars and the Raiders. We sent our Terrell Davis over there, and we've been talking to him every single morning and just checking in with him and, and really kind of previewing the game and um, having fun, just kind of checking out the culture, seeing how excited uh, British, you know, English people in England are uh, to have the game going on. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting when it can get international and, and fans from all over get excited about American football. It's, it's really cool to see. Yeah, it's good For to sure. see the game growing, and uh, I did see Terrell Davis out, uh, seeing a few clips of him on, on the NFL Network's Twitter feed, you know, talking to some of the, the fans over there, so it's always good to get that interaction as well, and the teams seem to be enjoying it, although the flight is quite long for them. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it, I, you know, it's funny, um, they, who is it that we have on the show that is uh, excited to, I, I think it might be Corey Peters, um, who was saying they, he had never been to London before. So it's also really cool to not only hear about English uh, people learning about American football, but the players in America hadn't even been to uh, Europe yet. So it is cool to see yeah. kind of the interaction between both of us. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear that. And, of course, they're traveling over. They're coming on a business trip, they'll be saying. But they'll get to see some of the, the sites and take in some of the, you know, a different experience for them. So I talked about as well, long flight over, early start for the team. Somebody else getting early starts is uh, yourself and Rhett on NFL AM each and every day. You must have quite an early start to your day there. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. Everybody always brings that up. It's, uh, it's always an interesting talking point because... Like you said, the show shoots uh, and it airs from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, which is in New York. However, the cast and, yeah, and the show LA. airs, it shoots in L.A. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so subtract three hours. We end up going to work um, around 11 p.m., which obviously is, is dark still. Um, so essentially, we're sleeping, most <laughs> of us, during the day. Um, and, and we're working graveyard shifts so that we can you know go into work and be brightly and have energy because it's essentially it's a morning show even though we go in uh you know at nighttime yeah so my hours they have completely flipped but it is definitely worth it we're having so much fun you know it's a football show but it's like a morning show I, we're not always talking serious stuff we're 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 having fun with terrell davis we're joking around with uh you know a lot of the players we had yesterday we had kurt warner on the show and we did a segment called dancing with the starters where uh the guys judge touchdown dances and let me tell you there are some interesting intricate touchdown dances so we're having so much fun granted the hours are tough it is worth every bit of it you mentioned they're obviously been shooting in LA or on the the West Coast time, and I was over in San Diego uh, last week on holidays, and it was it hit me as such a shock when I'm here watching the game. Say on Monday night, they're kicking off at one thirty a.m. in the morning, and then when I was in San Diego, they were kicking off at five p.m. in the evening. So it was really, really a shock to my system. So I can just imagine you changing your uh, work your work schedule to start off that uh, that late at night. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, it's 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 an adjustment, but it's absolutely worth it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, has there been a guest or a segment on the show since you started with the network that you know? Have you had a favorite segment or guest so far? Been some great people on. You know, um, dancing with the starters. It's always one of our most popular popular segments. Uh, like I said, it's where we you know every week we try to get a, a, all of the best touchdown dances or sack celebrations. So. Um, and we line up about four or five that we think are the best from the week, and then we compare them all, we rate them all, and then um, we have at the very end 
the, I think we have like an all-star edition of everybody that's won every single week and we compete against them. <laughs> and uh, today, actually, on the show, we had Brandon Meebane, who is a defensive tackle for the Seahawks. And I don't know if you can look this up. It is Um, It is so epic, this dance. He has a, you know, he's a big guy. He's cut his shirt up a little bit, and he does this belly roll that's like all belly. And you got a lot of belly in there, and it is amazing. He ended up being on the show today. We gave him his trophy, and um, he certainly deserves to be the champion of dancing with the starters. It was hysterical. Well, on the NFL game pass, we can go back, check out all the old editions of NFL AM as well, so... That'll be something I'll have, to, oh. I'll have to go back and check to, to see that there dance. Just, uh, yeah, it's worth it. Just moving in now to some of the, the game action coming up this week. Uh, one of the games, some people are thinking it'll be one of the more one-sided games, and that's the game in San Diego between the Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've seen the, the Chargers playing when I was out in San Diego. They bet the Seahawks that week, so they were very impressive that week. Won again last week. How do you think the Chargers will fare uh, if Blake Bartle starts this week? Do you see them having a little bit more of a chance, or do you still think the Chargers are going to roll on here again? Uh, you know, the Chargers, to me, I think are, and, and a lot of the guys have agreed, um, are probably one of the best teams uh, in the league right now, especially with what they were able to do to San Diego, uh, excuse me, to Seattle. They, you know, granted it was at home and it was very hot temperatures in San Diego. Um, I firmly believe Philip Rivers and the Chargers are uh, competitors this year. In fact, they finished pretty strong last season. Um, I, you know, I think that they're a team you've got to watch out for. The team that we've been talking about a lot this week is the team that's undefeated, and that's the um, the Bengals, the yeah, Cincinnati Bengals. Good. Right. I mean, Andy Dalton and uh, even the defense have been absolutely explosive. So I'm going to continue to believe that the uh, the Bengals are also a team to watch. But like you said, yeah, I think that the Chargers, um, especially in the AFC, they're they're certainly a team you want to keep an eye on because what they were able to do against that very, very, very tough Seattle um, defense. Yeah, and, we believe that they can continue, you know, further on. Yeah, and also with them beating the Seahawks in their last home game, it'll be quite a disappointment now if they go home this time and were to lose to the Jaguars. So, you know, they'll have a, they'll have a lot of motivation, and obviously after beating the Seahawks at home, they'll be, they'll be hoping to dispatch with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I see nothing other than a Chargers win in this one. Other next game I had up ne- next game to talk about was the Philadelphia Eagles. They're heading to the new Levi Stadium down in San Francisco. San Francisco 49ers obviously looked like they were going to have a win there in their first game against the Bears, but the Bears stormed right back. Now. And you know we've seen the 49ers second half hasn't been too good for them. They've been very good in the first half, and then the Eagles have been the opposite way. They haven't been good in the first half and very good in the second right. half. So how do you think this will go? You know, I think there's still a lot of unanswered questions with the 49ers. Um, you're absolutely right that the uh, the 49ers seem to have some issues when it comes to penalties. In fact, um, the, I think I want to say the last two games they've had over 100 yards in penalties. And that is going to hurt you at the end of the day. Um, not only that, Colin Kaepernick had four turnovers in uh, the game, like you said, uh, against the Bears, and that's just not going to get it done. That is very uncharacteristic, like of the 49ers. However, I want to remind you, last season they also started. Yeah, well. they started poor as well. So, yeah. 
Right, exactly. Um, the one difference between this season and last season, Navarro Bowman and um, Alden Smith, even though he missed a little bit of time last season too, their defense clearly is their strongest asset. And without Navarro Bowman and without Alden Smith, other key members of that defense are going to have to step up. And, you know, I just don't know if that's something that's that's going to happen this week against the Eagles who, you know, like you see, Granted, they don't start strong. They certainly finish strong with uh, Nick Foles and that high-powered offense. So, you know, it's, it'll be an interesting matchup because, like, it's going to be kind of like what you saw with the Broncos and the Seahawks, a strong defense versus a very strong offense. And, you know, the 49ers, they clearly tend to play better at home like most teams. I'm going to give the edge to the 49ers just because I think uh, last week was an anomaly. I don't think that that is what the 49ers are going to be. Uh, and I think they're going to be able to get it done at home, uh, even without Navarro Bowman and Alden Smith. Yeah, I think they'll want to get a win in that stadium too to kick things off. They won't want to go 0-2 there. <laughs> and the one thing that surprised me last week was their inability to run the ball. I know Arizona has a good defense, but they really, really struggle with the run, and that's another part of the game that they always like to get going early in the game. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll yep. see early on kind of how this game develops. But you mentioned uh, going for the 49ers. I think it's just a bit too much to think they'll lose at home again. But I just have a sneaky feeling that the, the Eagles might do it. I think it could be a down year for the 49ers, and I'm going to give the Eagles a slight little edge in this one. Two more games just to run through quickly before we, we finish up. And we have the Atlanta Falcons travelling to Minnesota to face the Vikings. It'll be Teddy Bridgewater's first start for them. And we've mm. seen Matt Ryan at home, obviously, having two great games at home. Struggled in his first game on the road against the Bengals. But we talked about how good the Bengals have been. Who do you think is uh, going to come out on top here? Do you think the, the Falcons do it again? Or do you think the, the Vikings get a, a little bit going? You know... That's uh, that's a really great question. I have the Falcons going uh, yeah, on so this too. one. You know, I, Teddy Bridgewater looked great in his first start, uh, even though he didn't throw any touchdowns, he didn't throw any interceptions, and that is hard to do in the Superdome against yeah. the Saints, which is also you know a very tough defense with Rob Ryan there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give the edge to the Falcons coming off that huge win uh, with Matt Ryan. And Devin Hester, obviously, uh, surpassing uh, Deion Sanders with the pick return touchdowns. I mean, they're coming off a, a, a really strong win. And Vikings, they don't have their tight end, Kyle Rudolph, and they don't have Adrian Peterson. I think there's too many keys missing in that offense for me to really feel confident about them moving forward. It would be a different situation if they had AP and if they had Kyle Rudolph. They don't, and a lot is relying on a rookie quarterback to get things going with that Minnesota offense. So I am going with the Falcons on this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons too. I'm a big fan of Matt Ryan, and I drafted him as uh, my fantasy quarterback in a lot of leagues this year, so I'm hoping hoping for a big game for him as well. But they also have uh, Roddy, Roddy White coming back in this week, who missed last week. And then you have uh, Julio Jones as well, who has been fantastic so mm-hmm. far this season. So I think uh, we'll see the Falcons winning in that one. You mentioned Rob yep. Ryan and the New Orleans Saints. We have the, the Saints are traveling to Dallas to face the Cowboys. And we talked about the, the strength of their defense. And the Dallas Cowboys came back last week from a big deficit against the St. Louis Rams. How do you see this one? Uh, I have to say I can't see past the Saints. They've had a few disappointing results, and I think maybe this is the game where they, they kick it back into top gear. 
Yeah, you know, to think the Saints are one and two, it's a little surprising. Yeah. And uh, you just brought up fantasy. Uh, Drew Brees is on my fantasy team, <laughs> and he hasn't been doing what Drew Brees normally does. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in him. Yeah. No, right, exactly. You expect more from a Drew Brees and that offense, and even Brandon Cooks, who looked so great during the preseason. Um, but... You know, again, even though I'm, uh, you know, teasing about Drew Brees, I still think that the Saints are going to come out on top with this one because of just, you know, the Cowboys' defense. I'm still not 100% convinced with all the injuries that they have and losing Sean Lee and and just so many key components on that defense. I don't believe that they're going to be able to top the Saints in this one, especially with Drew Brees and company. Uh, I think that, you know, it may just take a little time for them to get that offense going. Yeah. And, you know, uh, to- Tony Romo, granted, he's, he's, he did well in his last game. Um, he, by the way, we reported this on the show today, is only practicing twice a week. Twice a week, yeah. Tony. I, I don't care how long you've been playing <laughs> professional football. You need, you need to build chemistry with your receiving core and your offense. And that, to me, concerns me. Back-to-back back surgeries for Tony Romo. In my opinion, you know, Tony Romo does not seem like he is a reliable key weapon in that uh, uh, Cowboys offense. So I'm going with the Saints on this one. Yeah, you need to get those reps in no matter how long you've been in the league. And you mentioned, or something that's always mentioned, is the Saints traveling away from home, that they struggle on the road. But a lot of those road games come outdoors when they're used to playing in the Dome. And, of course, the the Cowboys stadium is in a Dome as well. So I think we'll see them putting up the points here and see a big day for your fantasy quarterback in Drew Brees. I'm sure you're hoping that as well. So... After those games uh, gone through, we're going to go through the rest of the games with DJ later on in the show. But I just want to take the opportunity to thank you for coming on, Aaron. Everyone can follow Aaron on Twitter at Aaron Coscalari. And, of course, be sure and check her out on NFL AM each and every Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. UK and Irish time. So thanks a lot, Aaron, for coming on. Hopefully all of you on again before the season's out. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, this is Charlie Batch, former quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're listening to Overtime Ireland Football Podcast. Thanks once again for Aaron for coming on the show to talk with us, preview some of the games. Really enjoyed talking with her. You can obviously follow her on Twitter. It's at Aaron Coscalarian. Be sure and check out NFL AM. Fantastic show each and every morning. He's on a bit of a more reasonable time here. He's on very early in the U- in the US and it's on here at around 11 a.m. Each and every day goes all on the way through for four hours. So on your TV screens until 3 p.m. So if you have NFL Game Pass, NFL Network and so on, be sure and check them out there. Great show that they have each and every day for you. DJ, we're going to preview the rest of the games very shortly, but obviously we want to give a little plug out to our site, OvertimeIreland.com. Lots going up on it. Really, each and every day, lots of stuff going up. A few good pieces. We have the quarterback sneak article up this week from the quarterback sneak. And he looks QB focused each and every week, picking out the best quarterbacks. Little tidbits from around the NFL and players that he's liked watching. And he kind of breaks down the quarterback position each and every week. Matt Flynn there does his extra point article. And that is one that I'm really enjoying at the moment. DJ goes into all the stats from around the NFL, picks out some little nuggets of information and you know, if you want to impress your friends on a Sunday when you're watching the game with them, you want some little bits of information, be sure and check out Mike's articles up there. 
obviously James Maguire will be having his fantasy starts and sets up there later in the week too. Hopefully by the time you're listening it might even be up on the site so check back Saturday or early Sunday we'll have James's starts and sets up there and he's been on a roll recently with some of his suggestions so lots of different stuff we're not mentioning every writer that's on the site obviously but lots of great stuff going up there and please do check back check them out and that's OvertimeIreland.com and you can find obviously all the ways to listen to the podcast on there as well. Don't be afraid to download on multiple devices, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, etc. You can also play it directly on the site. So please do that. helps us grow the listener numbers each and every week. So please check out OvertimeIreland.com. So Leeds, we're going to go into the rest of the games now. And I guess we'll start off with that game that's in London. Yeah, Colin, Oakland Raiders taking on my favourite team, the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> this week in Wembley. Go Dolphins is the call from DJ. Yeah, Colin, you mentioned on... Tuesday show that you were at SeaWorld and that's the only Dolphins I'll be supporting anytime soon. Yeah, I had a great time down in San Diego down, DJ, looking at the sea, the Dolphins and uh, some of the other sea creatures down there, including uh, Shimu, the, the killer whale. But uh, I don't think you're a big fan of the Miami Dolphins. We've realised that over the course of this uh, the shows that we've done. But, you know, um, at the start of the season, especially after they bet the Patriots week one, DJ, I was expecting some big things from the Dolphins this year, but hasn't worked out for them. But they have a bye week next week after coming back from London, obviously. And, you know, if they were to win this week, they would go into that bye on a 2-2 two and two record. So, you know, win here really turns it around for them, makes it a lot more positive looking for them and, you know, might start to lock a bit up for them. But, you know, I have big worries for them. Obviously, DJ, you've seen the Patriots playing the Oakland Raiders last week and, you know, I said about the Patriots' struggles, Brady's struggles and so on, but the one thing that didn't struggle was the defence of the Oakland Raiders, and I was impressed with them. I know they have a lot of veteran pieces there, and Khalil Max there too, trying to impress in his rookie season, and I think they're doing some nice things. I don't think they're going to do a lot in offence, but, you know, Derek Carey's turned over the ball quite a bit. He's some great throws, some bad throws, and, you know, a rookie, you're going to get that from time to time, but I think he might have enough against this Miami Dolphins team. They have a good front seven, and they're going to put pressure on him, but... I think uh, they might be able to do just enough if they can get Darren McFadden still up in the air with the the playing participation of uh, Murray Jones-Drew, but he has been training, so that's positive for them as well. And, you know, a lot of veterans there, and I think they might just have enough DJ to get over the line against this Miami Dolphins team. And, you know, at the moment, I'm leaning towards towards a win for the Oakland Raiders in this game in Wembley. So any of the Miami Dolphins fans heading down to the game probably disappointed to hear that but uh, you know my predictions don't always be correct but I think I'm going for a, a Raiders win in this one Yeah Colm I think it's going to be quite a close game and uh, obviously I'd like to see the Raiders get the win just so it'll benefit the Patriots and the AFC East but the Dolphins were impressive week one they've not been as impressive in recent weeks and the Raiders were very impressive against the Patriots last week, so maybe field goal win for the Raiders. Yeah, I think they're just going to be low scoring. I don't know about the fans in attendance. I don't know if it's going to be the most exciting game in the world, but maybe maybe it'll surprise us. But um, no, I think uh, you're kind of on the right track there. have to say the uh, Miami Dolphins are favourites to win the game, so the, the bookies obviously going on their side. But I just have a, a slight hunch here after watching the game last week between both sides. I watched that Kansas City Chiefs game as well against uh, the Dolphins. So I think I'm going to give a, a wee bump here to the Oakland Raiders. Not often, DJ, on this show that both of us pick the Oakland Raiders to win a match. Yeah, Colm, it's quite rare for us to be picking the Raiders in the last season. I know they very rarely were favourites to win a game. <laughs> 
The other thing, DJ, that I forgot to mention when I was talking about this game and why I think the Raiders could win it is, uh, obviously, the Raiders are down as the home team in this game. They travelled over early in the week. I think they landed Monday in the UK, and, you know, the Miami Dolphins are travelling over as if it was just a regular away game, so they're travelling over towards the end of the week. Uh, they're over in the UK as of the time, obviously, the people listening to this, flying over Friday, so they're going to be over a little bit later in the week, so I think, you know, the time for the body clock to adjust and everything is going to help the Oakland Raiders and uh, giving them that slight little edge because of that. Colm, your Green Bay Packers taking on the Chicago Bears this week? Yeah, DJ, this is, uh, you know, the, the clash of the Titans, you know, if you go for the rivalries off this division. and It's a game that I'm both looking forward to because of the rivalry, the history, and hoping to beat the Bears, hoping to have those bragging rights for the for the next, up until the next meeting, obviously, and but at the moment, the way they played last week against the Lions, you know, that was another divisional match, and they really laid an egg there. The offense was a very, very poor. Aaron Rodgers, just his game was a bit off, and Eddie Lacy, obviously, that fumble at the start of the game, that was returned for a touchdown. So nothing on right last week for the Packers. Outs to the defense. The defense was a, a slight improvement, and I was actually impressed. They had a couple of turnovers, interceptions of Matthew Stafford, and I thought Peppers started to get into the game a bit, and then the worry then was obviously that Clay Matthews went off. He, he was on the sideline for quite a bit with a groin injury, so his status is still unclear as you know what's going to happen this week so they're playing the Bears Branton Marshall and Alison Jeffrey obviously have had their injury issues over the last few weeks too so you're obviously worried to be playing against those wide receivers and the defense is really going to need to stand up big this week for them but this is a must win for the Packers uh, if you're looking at their record one and two at the minute and they don't really want to go one and three with two divisional losses behind them and the Vikings then I believe it is coming up the following week so a few big divisional games coming up here for the Packers and it is tough going in there to Soldier Field to try and get a win, but you know, being a Packers fan, I'm going to have to put my uh, allegiance to the line and go for a Packers win here. But you know, I think uh, most of the neutral sides might be just giving a slight edge to the Bears, although the Packers are a one or two point favourite with the bookmakers. Yeah, Colm, it's interesting to hear you saying that Aaron Rodgers played in last week's game because <laughs> he certainly didn't appear in my fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, DJ. Um, you know, no, no, no turnovers from Aaron Rodgers, and just the game, just a poor, poor game. And you know, if you're taking him as your uh, number one quarterback, DJ, early in the draft, it's going to be a disappointing week for you last week. And uh, well, hopefully, just for me and for you, that he can get a few touchdowns this week and edge the Packers to victory. Hopefully, those touchdowns go to my man, Jordy Nelson. Houston Texans taking on the Buffalo Bills this week. Going to be an interesting game, I'm sure. Well, DJ, let's just put it this way. At the start of the season, let's say I said to you, after two weeks, both these teams will be 2-0. and What sort of a response would you give me then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking something like that, and I think most people would have thought that nobody's seen the Bills going 2-0 and to start the season. Obviously, they lost last week to the Chargers, and the Chargers are in good form. The Bills put up a fight, never really end with a shout, though, a win in that game overall. And, you know, then we had the Giants beating the Texans and uh, the Texans weren't as good as they usually are but J.J. Watts obviously dominating and uh, I've liked the look of DeAndre Hopkins over the last few weeks last week was a poor game overall by Ryan Fitzpatrick was his first poor game of the season he had two good games to start off and this game's going to really come down to which quarterback makes the least mistakes in my opinion if Fitzpatrick comes out throws a couple interceptions I think the Bills will win if E.J. Manuel comes out and plays like EJ Manuel tends to do and turns the ball over I think the Texans will win so I think it's going to come down to which quarterback makes the least mistakes because both defenses are strong both defenses are good and I think it's going to all come down to that and just uh, it's a hard one to call and I'm just going to give a slight advantage to the home team in this one DJ and I'm going to give the the win to the Houston Texans very narrow though 
less than a, less than a touchdown anyway, I think. And just for argument's sake, and so one of us can say on next Tuesday show that the other person was wrong, I'll go with the Buffalo Bills to get the win against the Texans. DJ <laughs> said that with huge excitement. Um, sure you're hoping the Bills can pick up as many wins as possible this season, DJ? Yeah, Bills definitely Super Bowl contenders, Colm. <laughs> think that's enough to on DJ's opinions again about another AFC East team and we'll move on to the next game. Yeah, Tennessee Titans taking on the Indianapolis Colts. I think there's only going to be one team, well, there has to only be one team getting the victory here, but <laughs> it's only one team I think any person that has any degree of sanity will be putting their money on, if they're putting money on the game, and that is the Indianapolis Colts getting the win here. Yeah, DJ Colts are uh, over a touchdown favourite now, and the Titans were awful last week, but they lost to Cincinnati, and as I mentioned there, DJ, with Aaron, that Cincinnati at the moment are possibly the best team in the NFL if you're looking in their current form, and the Titans last week, they went down early, they stayed behind early, they stayed behind late, and they were dominated, and that's going to happen a lot of teams, I think, this year against the Bengals, so the Titans got their behinds whipped last week. We'll see what happens this week. The Colts obviously put up a good performance last week, put up a lot of points. We mentioned on Tuesday's podcast that it was one of Andrew Luck's best games of his career. In fact, I think it was the best game of his career. So he was putting up the numbers, and he's going to hopefully be doing the same this week for him from his point of view. But Tennessee Titans, obviously their egos are going to be hurt after that game last week, and I see them putting up a fight. So I think they'll keep it close early on, but Andrew Luck, I think, uh, will get the job done for the Indianapolis Colts in this one. Can you see the, the Titans... Turning them over here, DJ, anyway, or what do you think? No, I really think it's going to be a Colts win, unless there is one of the big shocks off the season, and there's been many shocks so far, so anything is possible. Carolina Panthers column taking on the Baltimore Ravens in week four. The Ravens don't really seem to have been overly affected by the off-the-field issues that they've been dealing with, and I think this is going to be another game that... They could get the win. Yeah, DJ, they've really put everything that's happened, you know, with Ray Rice just to one side. They've played their football, they've played quite well and you know, I've you know, the last two games in particular they've been strong in defence and they've been quite good in offence and what surprised me, DJ, I have a Smith on my team, but it's not Steve Smith in my fantasy team, it's Tory Smith who has been invisible so far. But Steve Smith winding back the years came down from the Panthers and DJ when Steve Smith moved to the Baltimore Ravens. This was one that he got the marker out on his calendar and he circled straight away and he wanted to come back, play the Carolina Panthers and kind of rub it in their face. We've seen with Deshaun Jackson last week scoring against the Eagles and you know doing a mock celebration after he scored the touchdown. Unfortunately for him, from his perspective, they didn't win the game against the Eagles but you know Steve Smith's going to want to make a point here against the Panthers. They didn't want to keep him on and he's going to want to want to get a few plays here against them but the Panthers um, last week was the first game that I really was disappointed with them and Cam Newton's status again you know is he healthy is he fully healthy what's going on with his ankle and you know with a situation like that around your quarterback where he hasn't finished two games already this season I'm going to have to just roll around and uh, give a slight edge here to the Baltimore Ravens and I think uh, Joe Flacco has been starting to get back to what he was the year they got to the Super Bowl Gary Kubiak starting to get that offense clicked in the big worry for them is though Dennis Pitta obviously out for the rest of the season so you know changes a tight end and Owen Daniels is going to have to come into play there for them so I think though uh, DJ we're going to see a win here for the Baltimore Ravens I think it's going to be a very physical game I think there's going to be a lot of running the ball but I think uh, we'll see the Baltimore Ravens winning this by, you know, seven to ten points. I think I think they'll win it convincingly in the end. 
Yeah, Carmen, I'm going to agree with you on that game, and that's going to be interesting to see how that game goes, and it really will come down to how well, how healthy Cam Newton is going into week four. Detroit Lions taking on the New York Jets, and this is a game that's really going to be decided by whether one quarterback turns up or not, and that's whether Matthew Stafford turns up or not and plays to his full potential. I think if he does, the Lions are going to win by more than a touchdown. If he doesn't, I think the Lions will win by probably a field goal. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, DJ, you're giving the Lions obviously a win there anyway with those two predictions, and I think it's going to be a tight game. I think the Lions' defense was good the last day against the Packers. The offense wasn't too good, but it's not too many days that you know Stafford can't hit Megatron quite a bit, but he's missed a few training sessions this week, so... Big worry for me looking at fantasy football updates to see how he's going. He's still on that injury report, missed training during the week. So we'll see how his status is closer to the time. Obviously, if he was to miss the game, you have to downgrade the, the Lions' chances of winning here and major targets. But uh, I think Golden Tate's starting to get a little bit more of the ball. Thought he played quite well against the Packers. And I think uh, the defense is going to be the, you know starting to get a bit stronger. They're strong against the run. Obviously, the Packers didn't do too much running, but they didn't do too much throwing. And, you know, maybe it was just how bad the Packers' offense was on the night that their their, their defense looked so good, but looked good in the first two weeks as well. The New York Jets, obviously good front seven. They're going to stop the run. They're going to try and get after Matthew Stafford, and they might force a few turnovers. And DJ, we, uh, we have a question coming up in the fantasy football later on about Geno Smith, but I think uh, this season, DJ, there's been a lot more improvement from him, and I know you're not his biggest fan, but I think uh, if he can keep it together, you know, they really worried the Packers for a few quarters and uh, obviously the Detroit Lions bet the Packers but uh, I'm going to go here for a home win for the New York Jets and I'm going to give them a win by uh, maybe three or four points it's going to be going to be a close one fighting it out all the way to the end you know there's one column me and you're definitely going to disagree on but like the New York Jets the defense has been much improved this year and yes I have complimented the New York Jets in that sentence. Wait a minute till I just take a note of this so we can uh, write it down, record it, and save it uh, for future shows because I can't believe DJ is uh, complimenting the New York Jets. And I think amongst Jets fans, this probably could be the most downloaded episode of Overtime Ireland ever. <laughs> J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. But I do, I do give credit to the New York Jets defence that's really improved this season and if they can get it together on an offense. They have the ability to be one of the top four teams in the AFC East. <laughs> oh, I, did, I thought it was going to be an actual compliment there, but a little curveball there at the end, DJ, got me. Uh, I wasn't expecting you to say that. But uh, So DJ sticking with the Lions one there, I'm going for the New York Jets to pick up a win in that DJ. The next game up here in a team who has been bitterly disappointing and has just, I don't know, words maybe that we shouldn't use on the podcast could describe them, but they've been very, very poor and um, they're coming up here with a, their second choice quarterback. And the quarterback that I actually wanted to start this season, and that's Matt or Mike Lennon coming in here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they're going to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. And do you think they have more chance with Glennon rather than Josh McCown, a quarterback who's obviously injured at the moment? Bring back Shiano. Yeah, DJ and his old pal Shiano there, former head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, come Mike Glenn, I think. 
deserves to have a start and given a chance with the Buccaneers. I think it's going to be a win for Big Ben and the Steelers, though, who a lot of people before the season were even considering could be a team that could go at least deep into the playoffs, if not all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, DJ, and I remember I said that on the show here, and you kind of questioned me on it as well. Uh, they were a team that I thought has had an outside chance as one of the bigger price teams to uh, have an advanced run in the playoffs. But you have to say, you know, the way they played last week, the way they played against the Ravens two weeks ago on Thursday Night Football was appalling. But the way then they came back last week, uh, I was impressed with them against the Panthers. You know, you have the connection there between Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger, and there's not too many combinations between quarterback and wide receiver like in the NFL. Le'Veon Bell is, you know, possibly the best running back in the NFL at the moment in the second year. Looks terrific. So we'll see what happens there. They did get a lot of injuries, DJ, last week to the defensive side of the ball, a couple of broken bones. And then, you know, I talked about Ryan Shazier a number of times in the podcast. He has a sprained knee ligament, so he's going to miss a month or so of action. So disappointing for them on that side. So it'll be interesting to see how they hold up. And the Buccaneers should have Gerald McCoy back. They have Doug Martin returning as well. So should be some improvements for them. And, you know, I mentioned Mike Glennon coming in. And although I know he's not going to be the best quarterback in the NFL, I just thought, you know, there was a bit of a shotgun jump to get... Josh McCowan after how he played last year with the Bears and you know I think it was a lot down to the receivers there as well so Mike Lennon's getting his opportunity I thought in his rookie season last year he'd done some nice things he obviously turned the ball over he made mistakes but I think there's some stuff there to develop with him and we'll see how he gets on this week maybe next week on the show I'll just be uh, eating all my praise of Mike Lennon and maybe I'll never praise him ever again after it but we'll see how he gets on this week but even with Glennon in the lineup and with the players coming back for them I'm going to go for a Pittsburgh Steelers win here think they'll win it by around uh, six points and come the Monday Night Football in week four is going to be the New England Patriots against the Kansas City Chiefs yeah DJ you're going to have to wait all weekend to see your team play and I'm sure you'll be you know waiting eagerly to see it but New England late night show for you DJ here in Ireland you'll be getting uh, to watch this one at about half one in the morning I'm sure you're looking forward to that but um Three and a half point favourites here, DJ, against the Kansas City Chiefs. New England, DJ, a stat you're not going to want to hear is dead last in plays or yards per play average in the NFL, the 4.3 yards per play average, which uh, isn't too good. It's actually 0.3 yards per play worse than the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, what are you thinking all about that? Could you give me the records of them two teams so far, Colin? Yeah, well, that's a little bit uh, different, I suppose you'll say. It doesn't matter as long as you're getting the wins, DJ. Moving to the positive side of it, DJ, they are second in defensive yards per play. So, you know, they're uh, going quite uh, good on the defensive side of the ball, not so good on the offensive side of the ball. But maybe this is the week, DJ, it clicks for them. Maybe this is the week it moves forward for them on offense. But a lot of people are saying about the Patriots start to improve later in the season always. But has to be some signs there that, you know, there's not a lot of downfield plays. There's not a lot of you know deep throws going on. But I suppose there is a lot of players with a lot of rust and a couple of players with injuries. And we talked about all those things on Tuesday's podcast. But these are the Kansas City Chiefs bet the Miami Dolphins last week. I mentioned how poor the Dolphins looked. What do the Patriots do here to, to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Do you think they're going to continue to try and run the ball? Or do you think it's going to be a little bit more through the air? It really depends on what... Gronk's fitness levels are like this week compared to next week and you know you mentioned at the start about the Patriots not being great on offense so far this season but 
they're two and one getting the results and I'm sure like all other teams in the NFL it's all about getting the results and you know, we can all play pretty football during preseason but it's getting the wins on the board in the regular season and getting into the playoffs. The Chiefs are always a team that are difficult to beat and Indeed, like the of course, the game's taking place in uh, one of your favourite stadium names to uh, repeat on the show, and that is Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, Colin, it's <laughs> always a difficult place for teams to travel to, and I'm hoping the Patriots will be able to get enough on the scoreboard in this game to get the win. Yeah, there's people talk, obviously Seattle at the moment, kind of everyone talks about them as having the loudest stadium advantage, but people talk then about Denver being loud, but... Kansas City has been really up there over the last few years and uh, you know I think they're going to try and bring a loud atmosphere here try and put a bit of pressure on the Patriots but I see the Patriots DJ just sneaking this and actually I don't see them I think I think they'll win it by a touchdown I think uh, Tom Brady Gronk and uh, Edelman and you know the running backs I think Vereen will catch a few in this and I think they'll they'll run the ball quite a bit so I think uh, overall I see the, the Patriots winning this by around 6 points to a touchdown I'm sure you'll be happy with that yeah, just don't put the curse of it being your bet, in the, bet of the week and I'm <laughs> safe enough. Yeah, as you mentioned the bet of the week, so I guess it's time now to do the OTI Lock of the Week. The OTI Lock of the Week. So, DJ, we have to make our Lock of the Week selections now. The time has come to make our bold prediction. Maybe not too bold, but a lot of teams this week, DJ, it's a, it's a tough week for picking a team you know, with a handicap that you really, really think are good value to win. And is there any in particular, DJ, that you see that you think are going to be the, the lock of the week this week for you? I think, Colin, my lock of the week this week is going to be the Indianapolis Colts against the Tennessee Titans. So, DJ, going for the Colts there, DJ, are you going to take them minus the 7.5 points that are being given at the moment? Yeah, Colin, Mank. There's probably going to be more than a touchdown, maybe even more than a two-possession game confidence there from DJ for the Indianapolis Colts there's a couple DJ that I like this week and uh, it's really going to be tough narrowing it down I do like the Falcons minus two and a half against the Minnesota Vikings I also like I mentioned earlier I like the Raiders to beat the Dolphins they're actually getting four points in this so I might actually have a little play on the money line in this for the Oakland Raiders but uh, I think DJ I'm just going to have to go with the Atlanta Falcons minus two and a half over the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota so that's the one DJ this week I'm going to make my lock of the week is the Atlanta Falcons the OTI Fantasy Fix. Your fantasy football questions answered. So, DJ, a couple of things left to go on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about fantasy now, and we're going to talk a little bit about the OTI Dynasty League. We're uh, dominating at the moment, DJ. 3-0 and in that league. 3-0 and in a few leagues, and this week we're facing Stevie Howland, who is the Jacksonville Jokers, and, you know, he's going there 1-2 and two record. He's coming in to face the big boys here, Overtime Ireland, with a 3-0 and record, DJ. Can we go 4-0 and this week? Yeah, sorry Stevie, another loss for you this week. <laughs> yeah, these are going quite well in a few of our leagues, obviously that's the OTI Dynasty League where you know we started it up this year, the 12-team league, and you continue with the same roster now for the next, continuously actually, until we decide that the league is no longer going. Hopefully it'll be a long, long way down the line, so OTI Dynasty League going quite well, a lot of fun at the moment going on with that. A couple other leagues we're in, DJ, we're training on a few of those as well, and you know, uh, it's obviously a lot of fun going playing fantasy, but, uh, you know, we usually have questions that we're going to get in here from people on Twitter about fantasy football and what they want, who they should start this week and so on. But 
question I for you this week, DJ, is uh, while you were at college, I set up the teams during the week and uh, I went for uh, Geno Smith as our quarterback in one of the leagues who were 3-0 this week, um, bye weeks and so on and so forth. But uh, you happy to see Geno starting for us in the uh, OTI Fantasy Leagues? Yeah, Colm, absolutely delighted. <laughs> Love having Geno Smith as a starting quarterback. Obviously, there was nobody left on the waiver wires, but anyway, I'm sure for this week, Geno Smith will be able to get enough points on the board, and at least we have a few wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, defenses, and even a punter or two to get us hopefully enough points to take us to four now. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully DJ will keep moving forward as these leagues go forward. Anyone that has any questions next week, maybe it's a bye week question, maybe it's who to sell high on, who to set buy low on, or you know anything to do with start sets, whatever, send them in our way. You can tweet them to us, you can email them to us at overtimeireland.gmail.com. We'll answer them on next week's preview show, which will be previewing week five of the season, coming out next Friday. So the Tuesday show, Friday show, we'll be balancing them out each and every week, bringing you a recap and a preview, and hopefully a guest on one of those shows, likely the preview show each week. So lots of stuff coming up here over the next few weeks and obviously the website with a lot of articles going up. So please do keep listening to the show. Please do keep spreading the word and you know go to iTunes, Stitcher or whatever. Retweet the show, rate the show, comment on the show. Keep spreading the word as you have been doing. Far spreading the word, we've lined up with New Orleans Jerseys for another competition. We like having competitions to thank you for your great support. You continue support off Overtime Ireland. You can find the guys at Nuola Jerseys on Twitter. It's at Nuola, which is N-U-O-L-A underscore jerseys. And they do premium sublimation and budget bespoke smorch uniforms. And they provide them at nuola.co.uk. Please do check them out. Great company making great products for teams in the UK, Ireland and throughout Europe. And just get in contact with them. Anything you want to do, but they're going to be giving us a custom overtime ireland jersey and you'll be able to pick from any of their templates on the site to get it made you'll be able to pick any color that you want you'll be able to get your name and number on the back of it and number on the front of it and then you get the overtime ireland logo on it as well so you'll be part of team overtime ireland and team nuola so we'll be giving away that comp in the competition this weekend on twitter so make sure you're following us on twitter for more information of course dj the twitter handle is at overtime ireland so that'll be run on this weekend so we're looking forward to the games, DJ, on Sunday. We've broken them down, previewed them now, and uh, really can't wait just for the action on Sunday. And going to be watching them through, I suppose, DJ. You're waiting for the action on Monday, but I know you have the, the fantasy teams to bide you over until you get to the Patriots game on Monday, which will be the last game of the week. And I'm sure there'll be lots of people listening who have fantasy implications coming down to that Monday night game between the Chiefs. There'll be a lot of people waiting to see, does Jamal Charles play? Does Nile Davis get the start? What happens with the Patriots? How's Gronk doing? How's Tom Brady doing? So we'll see all that, DJ, on Monday Night Football. But lots of stuff to get through. Obviously, if you're heading down to that London game, please do spread the word of Overtime Ireland. Please do enjoy the game and send us in your pictures, tweet your pictures. Keep getting us uh, some information on the game. We're looking forward to getting over to that Falcons-Lions game, which I actually booked the flights for this evening for the group of eight of us going over, and we're meeting up with three others over there. So there's going to be 11 in total coming from our group. So... Uh, OTI taking over London, DJ, for that Falcons game, so looking forward to that. Haven't mentioned it yet, forgot to mention it while we talked about the Dallas Cowboys game earlier. 
The UK Cowboys fans are having their Cowboys bash, and that is taking place in London the night before that Cowboys game in the International Series. So do check out them on Twitter. It's at UK Cowboys fans. Their website is cowboysfans.co.uk. Do check them out. Get more information on it. It's going to be a fantastic event. I know a lot of you have tickets to the three games. Be sure and check that out. Be sure and follow them on Twitter. Great group of guys. And even though I'm not a Cowboys fan, they are the team of OTI for the year. And uh, looking forward to seeing how they do this season. And Obviously, a lot of people looking forward to seeing them playing at Wembley. Good result for them last weekend. Let's see how they go this week. So, DJ, until we're back on Tuesday with another show recapping all the week's action to see how right or probably how wrong we were about this week's games, I'm Colin. And I'm DJ. And until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.